this week on the Roommates Podcast. When I was in high school, this guy every day used to say, hey, man, you suck. You suck. Every single day. Practice. We're getting ready to walk out to practice. Hey, Zach, you suck. Oh, really? In the, in the hallways every day. Hey, man, forgot to tell you, you suck. <laughs> you know, like every single day he would say, you suck. You suck. You suck. Wow. Every single day. Man. And then he graduated. Yeah. And then he got other people below him to say it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So every day I was going through school and everything with somebody saying, you suck. Really? Yeah. You never knew this? No, I don't remember yeah. that. Maybe you told me that, but you every told me that's why I said Rock Lee. Yeah, I really resonated with that guy. Dang. So. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz, and welcome to another week, another conversation, another amazing time with me. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. People say I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> but this week, guys, I want to introduce to you guys a new roommate. It is very interesting how a lot of you guys don't know this guy, but he has been one of my best friends for the past 11 years of my life. And you guys are going to be seeing more of him. In the channel, you can see more of him um, with the brand. But I want you guys to meet this person because I believe many things about life. And I believe that you have friends and then you have family. And I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt, this guy is my brother. He is one of the men that when I have children, he will be Uncle Zach. <laughs> he is somebody who I really believe um, I'm going to be, I was going to say spend the rest of my life with, but that didn't sound right. But somebody who I really believe, man, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be building with him. I'm going to be um, creating life. God dang it. Not creating life. I think they get the point. Oh, you get, yeah, they you get, get the, the job. <laughs> Please, guys, welcome to the show, the one and only my brother, Zach. Richardson, what up, Zach? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I what up, what up, what up, what up? I feel like you're sitting taller now. Like, no, like you're, trying to, you're trying to make me look shorter no, in the camera. Just, just That's just me, man. You know? Relax, man, relax. <laughs> oh, let me, let me adjust something real quick. Why? That makes me look shorter. <laughs> that really does make me look shorter. <laughs> now we're even. <laughs> there you go. Right. Now we're even. <laughs> All right, Zach, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a long time, man. Yeah. I see the show got became successful. Now you felt like you wanted to take the game. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, just kind of... Uh, whenever you, you know, my thing about life is, is this. You know, when you see something moving in the right direction, you just, just grab a hold and go on until it, you know, it slows down and you go to the next thing. So, you know, it's just, this is how I live my life. You know? Well, Zach, um, I know who you are. Obviously, the people here don't know who you are. Can you give us a bit of a elevator pitch synopsis about who you are, all that good stuff? So, uh, my name is Zach Richardson. Um, I was uh, born in 
<laughs> they just no, they don't care. Whole, they don't care about that. Okay, yeah. I said elevator, bro. Yeah, elevator. All right. We're not going to the ninety thousand floor <laughs> elevator in the Empire State Building. Right? Trump Tower, the place yeah. you like to visit. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to edit that out. We're really gonna have to edit that out. We can't. It's just fun. Come on, man. I'm not a Trump supporter. <laughs> I'm not against the media. We're just going to keep politics out of it. Okay, so, okay. Right. Okay. So, now I'm going to get... You're going to get banned. Someone's going to get banned. Someone's going to get in trouble. But anyway, uh, my name is Zach Richardson. Um, I walked on at Troy University. Um, played football there and never really got to see the field. You know? And I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of that later on. But... Um, Transferred, uh, went JUCO for a semester, mm-hmm. got a scholarship to a division school, division two school in Arkansas, and then was in minicamp with the Detroit Lions. Had a couple private workouts with the Packers, played some arena ball, and recently um, kind of launched a little uh, motivational slash inspirational video series on Instagram and YouTube uh, last month called The Second Guy Theory, and it's spelled with a two instead of an s okay and Free promo. Um, yeah <laughs> and so uh yeah and it, it kind of talks about a lot of the same concepts that you've been talking about lately with guys oh, so leveling like, up you, stuff you like copy that. me huh well we, you know we, we actually we, i actually told you about that before you started the show and then when i heard oh level up you know some of the conversations we had on the phone and i just realized i got to keep some of it censored myself from now on you know so that nothing else is, is copied pilfered from you from you yeah but yeah recently got engaged you were there shout out obviously. joel should we yeah. say your name? Is that cool? Uh, let's just keep that between you. <laughs> yeah, Joel. Um, yeah. My fiance is weird saying that. Okay. Man. So it's been a week. And so just um, uh, life's been interesting. Well, Jack, thanks for the elevator pitch. We are on yeah. the 90s, on the, floor. I'd say like the 50th, 60th floor. Yeah. <laughs> man, no, because honestly, the reason why... I think it's fun to have you on is we need to have fun, man. Cause you know what I realized? Like the conversations we just have. Like we need to have fun because I think when what with my show Hafiz Unfiltered, one we I do on Thursday, mm-hmm. I felt like I was finally able to really be myself. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like sometimes when I interview people, um I usually have the serious Hafiz, you know, right. thing. And so it's like Hafiz Unfiltered allowed me to be like more myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're one of those guys <laughs> where like the, the funny, have a good time, like Hafiz comes out. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know, I just feel like we no, can have no, fun. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's your, it's your thing. I don't want to yeah. take away from it. So, yeah. you know, just lead me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's really yeah. interesting because we met when we were, we were both... Was I 18 or 19? It would have been the same age. You know, no, no. We met in September of 2009. So you would have been 19. I would have been 18. So yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. technically were both 19. Yeah, right. And I honestly don't remember meeting you. No, I, it's okay. So I remember uh, in the weight room. So in the weight room, <laughs> I can look at the camera, right? So in the, in the weight room... You would, uh, you'd always uh, ask for a spot. I was like, oh, okay. So I remember this guy asked me for a spot. He said, oh, yeah, I transferred from uh, Wingate, but it was supposed to be at Southern Miss yeah, and like yeah, some yeah. other stuff. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, can you give me a spot on bench? 
I'm like, all right. So I spot him on bench. And then the next day, uh, I see, hey, hey, man, do you think you give me a spot? I'm like, all right. Well, what are you doing today? Uh, bench. <laughs> all right. And then, like, the next day, he was like, hey, man, you think you give me a spot? All right, you doing squats, cleans? What? Bench. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy only works bench. Like, what do I, I mean, I understand maybe if you're just an upper body guy, but yeah. there was no, you know, back. Or, so, so anyone t- doing the 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 Hafiz like workout or whatever, make sure you, know, you just see bench, 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 bench. I guess it worked for him, so maybe maybe it'll work for you too. <laughs> oh man, because I felt like you met you met me when um, I feel like I was in a totally different stage of life mm-hmm. than our latter years at Troy. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. You met me just like raw Hafiz, you know, like BC. Yeah, BC. Before, Hafiz BC. Yeah, yeah, BC, before Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, I, yeah. so I, think, I think one of the things that I really appreciated about our friendship is that we really like grew together, mm-hmm. you know, over these 11 years. And I think that's something in which a lot of guys don't have that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys, they have friends who are liabilities, who they're like, they've outgrown, but because but because they don't feel like abandoning them because they've been there since they were younger, they feel an obligation to these people. Loyalty. Yes. Basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, that guy that called that said something about He's dating a girl, but he doesn't really like her, and he's just yeah, loyal to yeah. her. Yeah, and it one thing that um, somebody always told me was, as you are leveling up or as you are uh, getting to that next stage in life, it's almost like a spaceship. You know, certain things are falling off yeah, as yeah. it gets to the next level of the stratosphere, and sometimes it's like that with friends. But you know, when you have that core group of people that are in the cockpit with you that are going where you're going, yeah, yeah. they're not going anywhere. That's real. You know? That's, so. that's a good point. So I think, man, the dopest part about creating this show is that there's a lot of guys like us who I feel like never had a voice. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a lot of guys like us who were like, they were kind of like in everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think... What's happened now is that all these guys have now found like this content, and then like we we all relate. And like I said, whenever I meet people, we talk about shows, we talk about what we did growing up. You know what I mean? Like we all have very similar backgrounds. And so for you, what would you say was like for you growing up? Um. So which which you growing up? What character were you that people will relate to the most? Oh, Rock Lee. Rock Lee. Rock Lee. Okay, why Rock Lee? Uh, because I was never that guy that everybody was like, oh, this guy, if it was middle school, oh, this guy will make it to high school. Oh, this guy will make like, it to college. Were, like, like, in terms of sports. Oh, <laughs> well, like, hey, that's you can't make it to high school. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, my, yeah, so I, and I was always like an average student. And I was always athletic i was always decently you know athletic and things like that but i was just never that guy that i felt like 
I really got to show all my potential. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. and then somehow I would make it to the next yeah, round. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and other people wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. somehow I just make it to the next round. Yeah. You know, and so um, a lot of that just kind of came from, uh, you know, my dad. Yeah. His one of the things he he always kind of pushed was just pushing through, just yeah. like just making it to the next yeah. step, things like that. And my mom as well. Yeah. And so that's the character I would relate myself to more. I don't want to keep rambling or yeah, anything yeah, like that, yeah, but yeah. I could go on and on yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. No, because you know? I, I wanted to stay here and I think this is what people are going to enjoy about this episode because I never know where the episodes are going <laughs> until we start talking. I'm like, okay, this is the angle mm -hmm. because I feel like there's so many guys like you that are in the world. And I think Rock Lee is a good one. If you guys haven't watched Naruto, obviously Naruto is one of the greatest shows of all time. Second best anime of all time. First to Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, and so Rock Lee is a great character because I feel as though... I, and, and I... And I and I'm Are you able to put like his photo up? <laughs> you gotta put the photo up or something. Hey man, it's my show. Hey, you do what you can do on your <laughs> your platform. We're running business here. <laughs> but uh, but no, what I was gonna say was, I, I wonder what that guy, what to call that guy. Me and Francis have a word for it, but I, I don't think it's a, a an appropriate word for <laughs> this episode. But I'm trying to think about what because it's like you're not average. You're not like the nerd, you know what I mean, who's getting thrown in his locker, you know what I mean, right. getting wedgies over his head, you know what I mean? Right. You weren't that guy. It's kind of like you weren't the you weren't the cool kid. Right. But but you weren't the the, the weenie hut junior. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like you were the guy that where it's like once you you're like, oh, okay, I'm in I'm in the crowd, and you see everyone walking in this door, and oh, I'm gonna walk in the door too. Like, oh, yeah, only yeah, for yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. Above Character average. You're above. Yeah. You're above, above average. Above guy. average. You're above, above average, average guy. What year? So you played football in high school, right? Okay. When did you When did you start playing varsity? Um, like really playing varsity? Mm, yeah. I would say I really started playing varsity not until my senior year. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think I started. I maybe started one game my my junior year. Okay, that was it. So, started playing varsity your senior year of high school. Right. What was that like? Man, it was such a long time ago. Yeah. I really don't remember yeah. specifically. It almost feels like just a vague yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I just remember it was always there was always something. Yeah. And it was like, man, well, if Zach, if Zach messes up, you know, or does this or does that wrong, he's out for the rest of the game, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, because, oh, he's supposed, he's going to mess up, yeah. you know. And so um, there was a lot of uh, kind of weight on my shoulders. It was like, if every single, I mean, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. If every play you're worried, especially at DB, if every play you're worried about messing up or they're yeah. going to take you out. Yeah. You're not going to do well. Yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. take any chances to make any plays. You're not going to. So. Um, that's kind of what it was my whole, like, especially high school career was like, it was yeah. just kind of, man, what, what's, you know, are things going to go right this time? What if he does this? What? It was just a lot, I would say uncertainty. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty, not a lot of confidence. And, um, it was, but there was a lot of desire. There was a lot of, you know, staying after practice, doing extra sprints. There was, the hard work was there, mm -hmm. but it was just. I, I didn't have the um I didn't have the confidence at the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, and, and the reason the reason why I asked that is because 
I feel like for a lot of people, high school is the best of times and the worst of times simultaneously. And what I mean by that is like, for a lot of people, high school was a time when they didn't know themselves, they weren't confident, you know, they weren't happy, you know, a lot of good things weren't going on for themselves right now, Mm -hmm. but it only got worse as they got older, you know? Kind of like this idea that you end up creating, like going through Groundhog Day for the rest of your life, and then it starts getting worse. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of guys, they weren't getting respected in high school, then after high school, they weren't getting respected in college. They weren't getting respected in real oh, life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's high school wasn't great. It wasn't a great experience. But high school, for a lot of people, is such a a, 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 a moment of defining who they are. Mm-hmm. And once they get feel like they're defined as dork, whatever, nerd, gamer, this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. they kind of stay there. Yeah. And so for me, the way I looked at it is that, like... If they were to put a sticker on your head in high school, what would that sticker say? Huh. Wow. There, mm-hmm. So there was there was a guy. I don't know if I... Maybe I have told you this. But there was a guy that would every day... Yeah. And I'll, I'll preface it with this. I don't have any problem with this guy. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice guy. Everyone does stupid stuff in high school. Yeah. So there's no anything there. But <clears throat> when I was in high school, this guy every day used to say, hey, man, you suck. You suck. Every single day. Practice. We're getting ready to walk out to practice. Hey, Zach, you suck. Oh, really? In the in the hallways every day. Hey, man, forgot to tell you, you suck. <laughs> you know, like, every single day he would say, you suck, you suck, you suck. Wow. Every single day. Man. And then he graduated. Yeah. And then he got other people below him to say it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So every day I was going through school and everything with somebody saying, you suck. Really? Yeah. You never knew this? No, I don't remember yeah. that. Maybe you told me that, but you every told me something. that's why I said Rock Lee. Yeah, I really resonated with that guy. Dang. So yeah, every single day this guy said, "Man, I don't even know why you're out here. You suck. You suck. You suck." Every single day. Goodness gracious! And so, um, but I mean, it's not a sob story or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. you know, it just it is what it is. Have you seen him lately? <laughs> I've seen him. Yeah, yeah we're, I mean, we're friends. Really, we're friends now. Yeah, we're we're friends now. You know, yeah. he's I. I I don't have any hard Man, feelings. Man, you're a different them, kind of human you know? being than I am. <laughs> but, and so, um, and then I even had some some coaches, honestly. Say um, that you suck too, like he did? Not on a daily basis uh, like that. Uh, not like in a high school immature way. Yeah. But there were, you know, there was some, um, there was a coach or two that, that were, you know, young guys mm-hmm. and stuff. And they would say some, some things that was just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? But... Um, I was I was never one of those people that just I don't know I, I I guess I I mean I never just said oh well you know poor pitiful me mm-hmm. you know I just said okay well I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna keep working and the thing that I think helped me with that the most was my dad was a walk on yeah. in college he was a walk on at Florida State yeah and he earned a scholarship yeah and he got to you know he full ride and everything played and I think he. Tied for the second most interceptions that year, or something. Yeah. I think like three picks or something like that, yeah. and and stuff like that just kind of motivated me to say, okay, you know, I, I had someone that I could see. Okay, he went through something. I can go through it too. Yeah. You know, my mom, same thing. You know, and so 
Uh, she didn't walk on. You know, they both, yeah. they both, they both were very good people in my life yeah. that helped me get help balance it out. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that label, I feel like something happens in everybody's childhood mm. where you get a label. Mm-hmm. Somebody sticks something in your head and says, this is who you are. Right. And for a lot of people, they're like, okay, this is who I am. Right. And so for you, this guy was like, you suck. Right. This is who Zach is. And everyone else, <laughs> Zach sucks. Right. And the coaches, Zach sucks. But something in you didn't allow that sticker, that scarlet S <laughs> on your forehead mm. to stay there. And the advantage of it was your parents. Uh, and then I, I would even I would go even further than that. Like, okay. So I would say <clears throat> it did have an effect. I will yeah. say that. It yeah. had an effect, especially in high school. Yeah. Because no matter how hard I worked, I just had the... It's literally like the Rock Lee yeah, thing yeah, yeah. with uh, what's his name? Um, the other guy that Sasuke? No, the guy that was like could do the little eight corner thing with this. Oh yeah, a Neji Huga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neji. Yeah, yeah, Neji. Yeah. Remember he told him he was like, no matter how hard you try, you'll never <laughs> beat me or whatever. And he was like, no, you're wrong. And then he started believing it for a little bit. Yeah. And I remember, I, I literally remember when um, when I was in high school, like. Even like track, yeah. like a, a sport that's literally like you against you. Yeah. I would be working my butt off. And then when the track meet comes, I would see someone that I know. Okay. Everything about them, I'm, I should be able to beat them. I'm outworking them, everything. Yeah. But I would still be nervous. Yeah. Because I was like, man, maybe, I mean, maybe they just, they're just going to beat me because that's just what I do is I, mm. I lose, you know? Oh, wow. But then I would end up, I'd end up, you know, winning or yeah. something like that because yeah. I, I was athletic. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But it was just that, like, mentally, if I would have had the confidence that some other people had yeah, at yeah, that yeah, age, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think that I would have gone a different route right, right, right away from high school versus yeah. later. Yeah. But when I got to Troy is when... I was no longer hearing anybody saying anything. Okay, but before we get there, so Zach, 17 years old, yeah, senior of high school, finally starts varsity. Did people stop saying you sucked when you were playing varsity, or were they still saying No, they were still saying it. They were still saying it. Okay. They were still, they were still okay. saying it, yeah. So, uh, man, it reminds me. It, it slowed down a little bit, yeah. but it was just like, it was almost to the point where unless I did something just spectacular, yeah. they were going to say it. yeah. I mean, wow. it's, it's high, but it's high school kids, though. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, yeah, like yeah. It, it just is what it is. I just assume like everyone's high school experience is similar to that. Yeah. So and maybe I'm assuming wrong, but, <laughs> hey, but I wasn't like yeah. that. <laughs> but I, so I don't, I don't really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really think about it. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't even. It almost feels like it was just a dream because it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is interesting because I think this really, like I said, literally as we we're talking about, okay, this is the story. It, it ties into who you are today. Mm-hmm. So, 17 years old, Zach Richardson, ri- like, being ridiculed, people telling him that he sucked, that he's not good. But still, in the midst of that, you're still working out, you're still getting better, you're trying to get stronger, you're still trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Out of high school, you have no college football offers. Right. You spe- the whole time, people have been telling you that you suck. What? 
why do you think you can play college football? Why do you try to play college football? Because I know someone that's actually been there said that I could. Who was that? That was my dad. Cool. And I knew these people had never been there before. So okay. I'm going to believe him before I believe them. Okay. But sometimes those voices still creep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so um, that summer, uh, sorry, no, that spring, uh, me and my dad literally just drove down to Troy. We walked into Coach Blakeney's office. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, we just walked in the office. Um, and then we just said, hey, planning on walking on here. What should we do so that we can get ahead and whatever? And then he explained the whole gray shirt thing because I was a young senior. Yeah. How to get, you know, sit out for a semester to get an extra year of eligibility on top of your red shirt year. Yeah. So it would give me some time to get bigger. I was like, I don't know, 170, 160 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior year. Mm-hmm. On my highlight tape, I think I put like 175. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, boosted yeah. it up a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, and so that that was uh, that was going into college, mm-hmm. and then I, you know I can explain I can keep rolling. Go, go first ahead. semester. Yeah, 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 so yeah. <clears throat> first semester I get there, um, literally the first couple weeks, I show up to the uh, the like the towers where the you know football team trains and works out and stuff, and met Coach Shaughnessy, and then he introduced me to Z. Yeah. Um, and so Z kind of took me under his wing and started training me. He walked on and he ended up being like, uh, I don't know, all conference player, something like yeah. that years before. And I think he got brought into mini camp with the Jaguars. And so he knew what it took to walk on and he knew that where I was physically yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time. So we started training we started working out and I think like a couple weeks in, Something happened where he was just like, ah, I got to make sure you're taking this serious if I'm going to really invest my time in mm-hmm. you, right? And so what he did was, have I told you this story before? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what he did was he, uh, he said, if you really want to keep training with me, uh, you got to show me you're serious about this. I said, okay, what do I have to do? He said, go to the top deck of the stadium and run 50 stadiums, up and down as one. Run 50 stadiums, after you do that, I'll know you're serious about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to have someone out there to count for you and everything. So I get up there, and the top deck of the stadium is, like, steeper and longer yeah, than the regular. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would think, like, you know, last time I went back to Troy, I was like, man, that top deck of the stadium is pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I start running the stadiums, and um, he has someone out there counting for me. And then he'll come out every now and then because he's helping train some people just to double-check with the count. I'm running, I'm running, and then I'm running so many. At this time, like, remember, this is like 18, 17, 18-year-old Zach or whatever. I'm walking down the steps, and my my quads are fatigued. My legs are shaking like a deer or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I asked, I said, I said, how many is that? He said, 13. (laughs) And I had to run 50. He said, 13. And I was like, man. And the next one I ran up, I stopped for a second, and I looked over. And I was literally thinking, you know what? Why don't I just stop? Yeah. Like, 
Talk, yeah, talking to the mic, Zach. Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Why don't I? I thought these were uh, high quality. I thought they'd be able to pick up the sound <laughs> they from over there. Yeah, they you know. Can. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so so discount, um, you know, got yeah, it for discount. Yeah. I know so, a guy did. <laughs> so I get to the top deck of the stadium after, like I said, I ran thirteen, yeah. and uh, I was already dead. And I was like, "There's no way I can get 50. And so I just thought, you know what? Maybe I can, maybe I can just quit or maybe I can, you know, uh, train myself, but I knew I wouldn't be ready if I didn't train with him. Yeah. And so I got to the top deck of the stadium. I looked over and I could see everyone walking to class and stuff like that. And I just thought, the thought came to me, you know, Zach, if you quit, everyone that's walking to class and stuff is still going to keep walking to class. Their day is still going to go on just like it is. Mm -hmm. Won't affect anybody. Except one person, and the per- that's the person standing at the top of the stadium. Mm-hmm. You, you're the only person that's ever gonna have to live with it. So, it's only gonna affect you. You're not getting back at anybody yeah, or anything. Yeah, but- yeah. And so from that point on, I was like, you know what? I said, man, if I pass out running these stadiums, yeah. I'm, just, I'm gonna keep running them. Doom. And so that's when that, the music Doom. started playing. <laughs> and that was Doom. honestly that was the like that was the mo- the pivotal moment where I just said, you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm just going to be that that guy that's in the weight room longer than anyone else. I'm going to be that guy that yeah. when they're going with me, running or whatever, they're going to be, I'm going to bring them to that top of that mountain. They're going to have to make that decision yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know if many people are willing to make that decision. Yeah. So I ran all 50 and then Z was kind of like, it was like the, in the anime, you know, we watched a lot of anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the master is like, you are ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so then- I started training with them. Yeah. And the workouts were brutal. Like, yeah. they were hard. Mm-hmm. And I went from like 168 or 170 to like 190 in yeah. one semester. Mm-hmm. Like, all muscle. Yeah. I showed back up. Uh, I went back to one of my brother because my brother was younger than me, so yeah. he's still playing in high school. I went back to one of the games and I saw that guy there. Yeah. And all I said, like, the first you suck guy? Yeah. yeah. I saw him at one of the games. He was like, and I, everybody was commenting, Zach, is that you? Yeah, yeah. They didn't recognize me. Yeah. And he was like, Zach, man, what's up, man? Like, what, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah hey. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, at that moment, it was kind of like I had a decision to make where I was, I was going to be like, screw you. You said I suck. Yeah, you know, yeah, look yeah. at me now. Yeah, and all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I was like, uh, it, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, he's being nice to me. I'm not going to hold him to things he said when he was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That's one of my problems. So, <laughs> Got a couple of girls on that list. <laughs> so, so I was just like, I was like, hey, what's up, man? And, and then that was that was it. And then um, that next, that that summer, uh, we were doing like our, you know, workouts and stuff. And I, I saw one of the coaches that told me I sucked. Yeah. He was at one of these camps. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, for the high school kids, he was at a different high school at this yeah. time. And he was like, Zach, is that you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, man, you're, you're at Troy now? That's awesome. And yeah. I, I was just kind of like, it was the same point. I was like, do I tell him, well, look at you. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, 20% body fat. <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. I was like, you know, he, he's being nice to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hold him back to something. And so kind of just let it go, mm. you know. And then so, um, yeah, that's. And then I walked on. Or we had um, what was it? You weren't there during Octagon. We had like no, our no, off-season no, 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 no. conditioning circuit. So yeah, we had 
our first off-season conditioning circuit where the walk-ons for the spring got to try out for the team. So basically what it was was I was training with Z for a semester, and then that spring I would try out for the team, mm-hmm. see if I made it. So that spring we had like a you know little workouts and everything we had to go through. Then we went through the octagon, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, I don't know if it was every two, every like two days a week or one day a week, but... We'd be out there on the field. There's no water, no nothing. We would just do like, we had these 10 circuits, which I don't know why it's called octagon, <laughs> but there's 10, 10 stations yeah. and it was just the beep, flip, yeah, beep, yeah, flip, yeah. beep, get out of there. You yeah, know, yeah, then you yeah, run yeah. to the next coach yeah, and then he does yeah, it again, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then uh, we had like box jumps for just taunt, suicide, just stuff to really get you mentally fatigued. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was, I was going through it. I was like, man, okay. Okay, I've been training for this. I've been and Z is sitting up there at the top deck of the stadium, yeah. just just watching me, you yeah. know. And I'm like, man, I, I can't let him down, you yeah. know. And so I, 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 I go through it, and then we finish the whole section. I'm like, I'm out of breath. I'm like, okay, we made it through. That was good. And they're like, all right, guys, bring it up. I'm like, all right, we're we're done. Yeah. All right, line it up. Skill positions right here. Yeah. Line and then we get to run sprints. Yeah, and we yeah. ran sprints, and a lot of people. I mean, there were. There were guys, they'd like, it was like a movie. So, yeah, like, there were a couple people they had to carry off the field yeah. and stuff. Some people just, the, some of the other walk ons just quit right yeah, away, yeah, just yeah, walked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking up at Z, I'm thinking about my dad, my yeah, mom. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not quitting, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be one of the people that stays out here. Yeah. And so, and then I, I'll quit rambling after this. And then, um, so uh, I, I go and just try to get in with the coaches and everything. And, you know, that, that, that goes yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I, yeah. I guess. And uh, and then we had spring practice that year. I remember uh, they had us, like a lot of the scout team guys, going against the people that were like starters and actually yeah. playing. And so they would do scout team punt block in the actual punt team. Yeah. I remember after my first day of practice, I get out there and I'm like, and I remember after practice calling my dad and saying, Dad, I think I can block these, but I don't know if they want us to. Yeah. I think they'll get mad. Yeah. He said, Zach, he said, block them. Yeah. He said, every day, it doesn't matter if they get mad at you, block them. It doesn't yeah. matter if the players get mad, coaches get mad, go out there and just, and so the next day, blocked it. Yeah. Like, okay, so the coaches automatically think, oh, walk on, block the kick. Okay, somebody messed up over here, because uh, there's no chance that a walk on could really block a kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe this guy did something wrong. Hey, step over here, make sure you block your guy this time. Next time, block. Okay, now we're going to the next thing, you know. And then a couple times later, then the coaches start saying, players first start, Zach, come on, chill out, man. Don't don't try to be a a scout team All-American. And then the coaches start, and then eventually people start kind of, you know, backing me or whatever. But we'll get to that later. But that's basically the intro to my Troy athletic um story or whatever. All right, so I'm going to uh I'm going to jump in here. So, when I get to Troy 2009, then eventually we start playing in 2010 during the during the um spring. That's when we first like really played with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and there was a attitude the coaches had towards you of like kind of like practice team overachiever. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, would say, I would say some coaches. I would say some coaches. Some coaches. I would say some coaches. The, well, the, the the most important one was our position coach. Coach. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we we, we, yeah, we yeah, gotta have the fun, man. Yeah, we gotta have the fun, okay, bro. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. coach, yeah. we divorced right now. <laughs> okay. See, see, this is the thing. You don't care about burning bridges. I don't burn bridges. So you said that. I didn't say that. All right. Okay. So we'll just keep that in mind. Anybody watching? I didn't say that. Okay. But anyway, go go ahead. I'm just I'm just a guest on the show, man. I, you know. So, coach. So he's he's our position coach <laughs> at Troy University, and you know who he reminds me of? I'm dying to find out. <laughs> he reminds me of the Grinch before he s- saved Christmas because his heart was ten sizes too small. <laughs> and, and so, coach. He literally, I remember, uh, I won't get, I won't talk about me, (laughs) (laughs) but I felt like he was, it was, it was like having a dad, you know, being a son who tries really hard to please their dad, who just, you're never good enough. No matter how many plays you make, no matter how many tackles you make, no matter how many picks you make, it's like with coach was a sense of like, you were never good enough. And he had his guys, Daddy Lot. You know, he had his guys that he really liked. And then everybody else, it was like we were just the stepkids that he had to deal with because he wanted to, you know, bang your mom. You know, like <laughs> that's that's. Is that? Let's be honest. Isn't that how you felt? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you, I don't know if that was intention, his intention, but that's how I, that's how I felt. Yeah. yeah. So now you have this coach who. You're trying really hard to get better, make plays, but he's not really seeing, valuing, and appreciating you. So 2010, that spring when you're your second time at camp and you're trying really hard and you're working hard, but coach not appreciating you, how are you feeling in that moment? I'm going to have to go back just a little bit to explain a little bit. But uh, Yeah, go back. Speed it up. 1.5. Okay, (laughs) 1.5. All right. So they have a thing called fall camp where they invite – I think 105 players into school before school starts so they can go over plays. Those are probably the people that are going to get playing time this year, Yeah, basically. Um, I walked on to the team the spring of 2009. Mm -hmm. Summer of 2009 came, I wasn't invited. Mm -hmm. So my goal all of fall 2009 and spring of 2010 was get invited to fall camp. Yes. Okay, perfect. So... Now you're trying really hard to get in, get to fall camp. Right. And coach is not even like validating anything that you do. How are you now feeling in that moment where you're trying so hard? You're wor- you've been working hard, mm-hmm. getting stronger, getting faster. I like when we're when we're in the weight room, you're always giving it 110. You're always the guy trying to come first in all the sprints. You are literally doing everything in your power to be successful. And then now it's time. We only get two weeks of actual camp. And now Coach is not really like looking at anything that you're doing as good, good enough. How do you feel? Felt bad. Okay. Yeah. Felt discouraged. I felt like. 
Riff raff, street trash. I don't buy that. Yeah, I feel, I feel like a, Aladdin when he yeah. couldn't go into the palace yeah. and stuff. No, but I, no, I felt bad. Not only man. your fleas will maul on you. I, to be honest, yeah. I literally, we're, no, I don't even think, I didn't even find out um, I didn't make it into fall camp yet. I was in summer school and we were, um, I was in summer school. We were going through our summer workouts. And I stop by the coach's office and I ask, hey, am I, uh, I just want to see if I'm on the list for yeah, fall camp. Yeah. They say, no, you can just come back when school starts. Mm. I literally went back to my room and cried. Mm. Cry me a river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cried. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I had, I had uh, my Bible that I kind of had a lot of dust on it. <laughs> you know, I never, I never, I never really, you know, I'd, I'd read a little verse. Yeah, there, yeah. But I never really read a full book of it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I go and I, <laughs> and then just open it. You know, I do the whole, <laughs> open it up to whatever page. Like, that, that's how you know someone's desperate. When they do, God, give me something. And they just, oh, they just yeah. throw the book on the ground. Yeah. Whatever page it opens yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it opened to the first page in the book of Job. Oh, wow. And so I read the book of Job. Oh, wow. Have I ever told you this? Yeah, you did. You did. Oh, you okay, did, you okay. Did, did, I wasn't did. sure. Okay. Yeah, so I, I read the book of Job yeah. all the way through for the first time. Oh, wow. And so, and you know me, I'm, I don't like reading. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I read the whole, book of, the whole book of Job, and I was like, man, okay. Um, if God is really, like, in control of all that, like, I'm at least going to 100% ask and you know see what, and so i literally just went with the mindset of like okay if i actually believe that that person is there i asked them and so i'm just going to prepare as if i don't know what the answer is but i'm going to prepare as if i'm going to camp anyway yeah. so i'm training during summer school and i'm like everyone's like what are you training i'm training for camp mm -hmm. i'm training for camp go to a team meeting later on that summer Walk into the uh, the team meeting, and one of the coaches, same coach, stops yeah. me at the door. He's like, oh, he, said, yeah. he said, hey, this this is for people only coming to camp. You, you just report back when school starts. Yeah. Went back to my room. I was like, okay, if if there's really a God out there, yeah. and he actually heard me, or and that he actually cares, or that he's with me in this, yeah. you know, like, he has the ability to change it the second before camp starts. Yeah. So that was the mentality I had. Whether it was right or wrong, that's how I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, couple couple weeks go by, and two days before summer school ends, I'm sitting in the cafeteria, and then I get a call from yeah. that same coach. Yeah, and he says, uh, "Is this is this is this Zach?" <laughs> I said, uh, "Yes, sir." He said, "Hey, Zach, uh, we just we just wanted to see if uh, if you'd be free to uh, to, uh, to come to fall camp this year." <laughs> I said, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, uh, we yeah we we had a space open up. We're seeing if you can you can make it to camp. I said, man, and I literally, I literally was in the cafeteria, man, and I just started crying again. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, man, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And it wasn't that I was just excited to camp, but it was like, man, I, I, it just felt like something finally was like, like something I cared about actually mattered to mm. someone else out there, yeah. you know. And then we're reporting for camp, and. um and, you know, it's the first day when everyone's reporting. And then I see Hafiz there. I'm like, how, how, he, he was already on the list. You know? yeah. I was like, how, how is he already on the list? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I remember asking you, like, so uh, when did you get your call? And you're like, 
Oh, beginning of summer. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that that was like a big defining moment that kind of, you know how, I'm not sure if you talked about it on the show, but we were talking about earlier how people get little breadcrumbs here to keep them going for 10 more days yeah, or for yeah. a few more weeks. Yeah. That was one that kept me going. Yeah. Cool. So we have a lot of ground to cover, so I'm going to fast forward to the story. So come fall camp, we bust our butts. We, you know, working, grinding, trying to, you know, perform. All of a sudden, season comes, we're on scout team. Right. Scout team comes around. <clears throat> we're, we're actually, man, we, that scout team was awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you scout, me, scout RJ, uh, Lil TV, Devon, TV, Devon, TV, Japan. Uh, Bradley, Japan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. so we, we, it was like, we could have been our own team. Yes. You know, yeah. so it was we like, we, and, and I remember each week we had, it was, when it was fun, it was fun. Right. We would have competitions for, you know, player of the week. Mm-hmm. One week I win it, one week you win it, then Devon win it. You know, we were always competing. So we were making a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. So going into the next year, uh, the fall 2011 year, we're like, bro, we're like, yo, junior year's gonna come around. We're about to make some big time plays. Mm-hmm. And so we go through um, summer camp, spring, spring, uh, spring training. Spring training. Yeah. I retire. Yeah. <laughs> I think you went on some sort of mission trip or something. <laughs> I retire. I retire at that time. You keep on going. I remember you telling me you were making plays, you were doing good. Mm-hmm. Everything was going great. And then they posted the list for fall camp. For fall camp. And Which it was, I was like on it was, last year. And, and it was like in the movies, you know? <laughs> like, you know, when they post every and everyone's crowded around, the one guy's like, hey, let me see. Let me see. You know, <laughs> oh, oh, um, Sam, like a movie reel just rolls in your head. <laughs> All the time. Sandra, uh, Seal, uh, R- 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 Randy, Richard. <laughs> and so you see that you're not on the list. Right. Your heart drops. And you're like, what's going on? What, what did I do wrong? Do I do wrong? <laughs> you're doing it right now. Yeah. So then you go into coach's office, and that conversation really shaped your life. Tell us what happened. I go in his office and I basically say, hey coach, um, I, you know, well, earlier in the spring, I went up to him and I asked him, what do I need to do to make it to fall camp? And he said, oh, you get faster, stronger, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Show up at the end of spring. I got faster, stronger, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, hey, what do I need to do to, like, did I make the list? He said, you didn't make the list, son. Yeah. I said, why? I said, I got faster. I, my 40 time went down. He said, well, you know, you can kind of trick a 40 time. You know, I was like, what? no, you can't. How can you trick a 40 time? You know, like, my strength went up and all. He said, you know what, son? You, I'll just be honest. You just got to be a bad mother to play for me. And then I was like, what? He said, so I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't see you ever playing for my defense. Mm. And then, I, you know, I talked to my dad about it, and he said, you know what I would have done right there? <laughs> I said, what, what do you mean? He said, he said when he told you, you you need to be a bad blank to, to play for his team, you know what I would have done? I said, what? So I would have, I would have sat across the table, leaned over, and smacked him across the face, and said, "Is that bad enough for you?" <laughs> and oh, so, man. so at that point, I, 
um, a trainer that I trained with that helped my brother out a lot. That I, is a great mentor to me. I actually interviewed him on my on our page. Yeah, Otis Leverett. He recommended going JUCO. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Yeah. So sixteen year old Zach. Here's I suck. Here's I'm not good enough. Here that I'm always making mistake. You're fighting that. You're fighting that. You're fighting that. You you keep on working hard. Keep on getting better. Eventually can play varsity. Eventually can get reps. But people are still telling that you suck. Mm -hmm. You decide to walk on. You walk on. You start working hard. You start getting better. You start doing everything in your power. Going you're like first one in the weight room, last one out of it. You know what I mean? Right. Sun up to sundown. You know, like seven thousand kicks to the tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Rock Lee style. And then three years later, after all this work, after all this effort, the coach literally says, not literally says it, but basically says, "You still suck, and you will never be good enough." Right. What makes you then want to go to JUCO and try again? Well, because the way I looked at it was this. Like, when we were on scout team, we're going against some of the best people. Like, a lot of these people are in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, logically, I'm like, well, I'm beating them on some things. Mm -hmm. I'm making them look bad to where the coaches get mad at me and they get mad at me. So obviously I can play. There's something illogical that's not matching up. So mm. I'm going to listen to what this person is saying who's actually been there and what I'm seeing. I'm going to listen to that mm. rather than that. Okay. So you transfer out of Troy and you decide to go to JUCO in New York City. Yep. What was your JUCO experience like? Oh, it was. now that was some of the de- most depressing time of my life. Really? Yes. Why? Um... One, I left, like, I made some really strong connections at Troy. Yeah. There was you, there was Boudreaux, there was CJ, Japan, mm-hmm. Kayla, all, everybody. And so, at that point, I was away from everybody. And then uh, I get to New York, not there anymore. And then end up barely playing. Mm. Coaches kind of did similar thing. And I, so the same. So the coaches were treating you the same way in JUCO as well. Now I don't want to. I don't want to move on those people that blames on the coach. No, but, but, but basically, basically, um, after like you know a couple workouts here or there, uh, you know, just there were just some people that just didn't didn't like me. It seems mm. you know, and then uh, the defensive coordinator, I could just never. You know, get on his good side, yeah. it seemed. And and he was like, you know, uh, I just I just don't see you playing for it. It's not that you're making mistakes, but the guy in front of you is just really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, well, I just need film. I don't really care about being a Juco All-American. I just need film so I can get a scholarship, yeah. go somewhere. And so there were a couple games where, you know, we were up by a lot or a little or whatever. And it's like, okay. Now I can get in. I can just play. Yeah. And then so with the little film I had, and then from the spring film I had at Troy, which that's that last spring game, like you said, it was I did I did really good. Yeah. And so I got that film, combined it with the JUCO film, sent it out. But I remember, I mean, you probably remember me calling you saying like, "Man, I don't even know if it's worth it anymore." Yeah. You know. And it, those are kind of some of the most depressing times of my life, honestly. Mm. That semester, up in New York. 
So you're sending film out. So you didn't really get a chance to start. You got a little bit of film, but you still. So after not playing much in JUCO, after the coach saying the guy in front of you is better than you, you still decide to put your little bit of highlights together. Mm-hmm. You still decide to put your little bit of film from Troy in the spring game practice together, right. and you stand employ the massive shotgun technique of sending your film to almost every school in the country. Right. I think I may have told you about that technique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you send it to all these all these um, schools in the country, and then what happens? Uh, it's about Christmas time and I haven't heard anything yet mm-hmm. and school starts in January yeah. so I didn't hear anything and I, I went back to that same place I was at during fall camp mm-hmm. and I was like man God if this is something you're on the path with me here in then what, I, what am I supposed to do now mm-hmm. and I just went back to that same place that I was at before I was like okay well I, I'm just going to Let's see if it happens again, type yeah, thing. You know, yeah, like yeah. I was just God of you, like just help me out. Yeah. Like, and then you invite me to the little like passion oh, conference yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then while I'm up there in January, literally like a week before school starts, maybe two weeks before school starts, I get a couple calls, a couple emails, and scholarship offers. Wow. And one of them was from uh Division II school in Arkansas, Henderson State University. Mm. Uh, Shout out to Coach Max and Mm -hmm. Coach Baker. Coach Mm -hmm. Baker was, and this guy was like an amazing, he was an amazing coach. Mm. Like great coach, but also he was like a great mentor. A great coach and a great man. Unlike other coaches that we've known about. (laughs) Again, I didn't didn't say any of that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, But yeah, he was just great, great man. Yeah. Um, All, you know, and so from there... It was it was just like the that breadcrumb back mm. in uh back in fall camp at Troy. Yeah. That was like a it was like a power pack yeah, breadcrumb yeah, yeah, yeah. that would keep coming back every yeah, now and yeah, then. Yeah, so yeah. it was like that kept me going with that little sliver of hope. Mm-hmm. And so then I got to Henderson. Okay. So he goes from Alabama to New York. Yep. Now to Arkansas. First year of Henderson, they're putting a sticker on your head. What is on your head? Decent player. Decent player. Okay. Fast forward to last year of Henderson. Tell me what happened. Yeah, it was it was it was just it was a solid, um, it was a solid season. Okay. And then uh, there was there was one little situation kind of similar to like that kind of reminded me of okay now I got to get back in that Troy mindset again like hungry again and everything like there was a uh we were in the training room mm-hmm. and you know there's some trainers and people talking joking around and somebody kind of made the comment like uh one of my teammates chris king shout out to chris king to chris. said uh he was like man what are you gonna do when you when you you know get an opportunity in the league you know when you get to the league what are you gonna do yeah and one some one of the people in the training room one of the athletic trainers was like Zach, you're not going to the league. <laughs> and at this point, I'm a little more bold and confident. Yeah. And I said, I said, how do you know that? Yeah. And then he was kind of like, well, I just know what it takes because I've seen people. And I was like, well, how do you know that? Yeah. And I, our quarterback, who was a Harlan Hill finalist, I said, how many offers do you have coming out of high school, Kevin? He said, not many. I said, 
Was he a Harlan Hill finalist back then? Yeah. Said, so you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And after that, he kind of didn't really say much. And he, I mean, I, I like the guy. He, yeah. he didn't say it to me. It was yeah. just yeah. conversation. But okay. yeah, so that was uh, that. Was that that okay. was going into senior year? Okay. So senior year comes around. You. Do you win any awards? All conference, all district, all American, all yeah. I got all, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't get any awards or anything like that. I mean, um, I had the, like the the vertical jump record and the power clean record at the school, but no, I didn't. I didn't have. It wasn't from the outside looking in. If you were to say who's going to get opportunities in in you know NFL this year, they wouldn't have picked me. So is it safe to say that if they were to pick the top five defensive players on your team, you wouldn't be on there? My senior year, yeah. top five? Yeah. Mm, probably. Okay. Yeah. So, riff raff, street trash, I don't buy that. So, freshman year, I mean, you're in high school. Right. You suck. You suck. You're not good enough. Can now you walk on to Troy? Boy, you'll never play for my team, says Coach. Alabama, who probably he's okay. actually he's actually from Florida. Originally, oh, but, but he got an Alabama accent, but not <laughs> score well in his reading. <laughs> so, coach tells you you're not good enough. You go to then you go to JUCO. They also don't believe that you're good enough because there's somebody else better than you. Mm-hmm. You then go to Division two, and you're fighting and wrestling and tussling for playing time, and you've given it your entire all. And this one guy was like, you can't make it to NFL. But something in your brain says, why not? I think the studies show that less than 10% of high school players played in college. Less than, I think they say 2% of college players play in the NFL. What in your mind after all these years, after all these letdowns, after all these ups and downs, and after all, and after never really shining, mm-hmm. makes you believe that you can make it and in the NFL. Want to know something really? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Some people may say dumb analogy, but yeah. one thing that kind of makes me think when I hear odds and stuff yeah. like that is like, well. What were the odds that you were going to be the one that was born? Yeah. Well, I was a superior sperm, so <laughs> it was obvious I was going to defeat them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, there's already small odds. What's the odds that we would be on this planet and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And so if there is a chance, I'm going to take the chance. Mm. That's kind of the way I look at it. Okay. And, um, you know, and so so... Especially, like I said, the little breadcrumbs here and there where it's like, what are the odds? And it's actually, uh, I think it's less than 10% of high school players playing college, and it's like 1%. Yeah, I was just throwing out numbers here. But yeah, so it's like, when I'm like, oh, I already beat those odds. Mm -hmm. People said I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So those people already lost credibility. Yeah. Because they already said something would happen that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. So, end of senior year, you're training to make it to the NFL. What are people saying while you're training? You, do, you wasn't a full-time starter. You wasn't All-American. You wasn't All-Conference. You wasn't all this. You, you weren't top three on the team on defense. What were people saying as you were training to be in the NFL? Uh, at that time, I'll be honest, I went into like second guy mode. We'll <laughs> explain more in the next video. Yeah. But um, I wasn't really 
I wasn't really around people. I was literally just train, wake up, eat, sleep, train, you know, wake up, eat, sleep, train. Mm-hmm. And C-Love was with me doing the same thing. Shout out to C-Love. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really hear anything. I was just focused. Yeah. All but right. I'm sure they were saying like, oh, well, it's just stupid. Why is he doing that? Yes. So explain to us what happens that. So this is um, winter, spring of, of 2015. 15. Yeah. Okay. Tell us what happened. 2015. So I get ready uh, for my pro day, training with Otis, training with Coach Williams, with speed and everything, um, and training for my pro day. Pro day comes. And it's snowing, actually. Oh, wow. Pro day. Yeah. And uh, it was in an indoor facility, though, so it was fine. Um, and I just thought, you know what? I know everybody emails saying, who mails? So yeah. I said, you know what? I'll just mail. I'll look up the headquarters for every NFL team. I'll mail every single NFL team. I'll send it out to everybody. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Send stuff back. Send stuff out. And I'm like, okay, it's been a couple days. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear anything. Yeah. And then I'm like... Man, you know, maybe I should just... People were telling me, like, man, just just go CFL. Like, go to a CFL workout or something. And something was telling me, just wait. Mm-hmm. Every time I would pray, i just hear, just wait, just wait, just mm-hmm. wait. And I was like, I can't wait. Yeah. And so I listened, and I go to a CFL workout, and I pull my hamstring, oh, <laughs> pull man. my hamstring. And that same weekend, I get a call from the Jacksonville Jaguars wow. and the Detroit Lions. Wow. And then... Uh, one of them was, they were just asking about my history and injuries and stuff. Yeah. I didn't mention that one. <laughs> uh, but then um, a couple of weeks later, the Detroit Lions were like, we're planning on bringing you into a rookie minicamp and mm. stuff. And, and then the draft came. And after the last pick, they get on the phones and they call. And I'm at, literally in the movie theater watching the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, the second Avengers just came out. Me and Japan are in the movie yeah. theater. We're watching the, uh, the Avengers, and then I get out of the theater, and I have, like, 36 missed calls and texts and stuff. Really? And I was like, man, who, who else calling me? People are like, man, you, 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 you got you to call, call, back, call back this person because they tried to call you because you're, you, know, you're, you got invited to minicamp. I was like, yeah, really? You know, like, yeah. I know they said that, but yeah. I don't know if maybe they yeah, were just yeah, going to yeah, say yeah, it yeah, and nothing yeah, would happen. Yeah. And then, yeah, got invited and then went. Mm. And, uh... It was a kind of a surreal. It, it was surreal, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, you know, I was I was walking down the the hall, and I was trying to be focused and yeah. watch, you know, watch film and get enough sleep and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there was one time I went. I was walking to the bathroom right before we were going to film, and I was the only one in the hallway. And I stopped and I looked at the like the Lions logo and mm-hmm. the NFL logo, like the official seal yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. And I literally was like, man, Zach, you may never be back here again. Mm. And I just stopped. And I said, I said I, I'm going to soak this in. So I just took myself back mentally all the way to my senior year in high school. Mm. And junior year in high school, it was like, okay, this guy, he sucked. Yeah. He's standing here in the hallway mm. with NFL stuff. Yeah. And then the crazy thing about it was when, I, when it was posted on like social media and everything, like all those people that were like saying that now, they're like, man, we... We believe in you and stuff like that. And I didn't have a problem with it, yeah. but I was just like, on the inside, I was like, man, I, like, I, I'm here. Yeah. Like, even if this is all there is to it, like, yeah. man, like, I, I beat that, that. Like, I didn't have any of those three stars, two stars, none of that. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, 
even if I don't play ever again, like I, I'm, here, I'm here. Like yeah. it was just, it was amazing. Mm. And and that's where I realized where the story was going. Because like I said, when I start the show, I don't know where it's going. Right. And I realized that the story was a story of perseverance. And there's three things that stood out to me of your story. The first thing is that don't let other people give you your identity. Because what happened throughout your entire life, people said you sucked. People said you're not good enough. People said you will never achieve this. And no matter what they said about you, you had an identity from your father. You had your identity from, you know, Otis, from Zeke, from God, who was saying you are good enough. And you had your identity in yourself to see, though, people told me I couldn't do it. You saw and you held on to the moments where you could. You see, what happens in life is when people always want to hold on to everything that didn't happen well. Right. But you focus on everything that did happen well, even though they were small and in between. So you grab held to your identity and you never let somebody else sway you. Mm-hmm. You never let somebody else tell you that I can't achieve this if I want to. You didn't let a statistic. You didn't let anybody's words. You let your beliefs be based on what you believe you could achieve. Mm-hmm. And that first thing that I've learned from your story is that this is what I'm constantly preaching to guys. I'm constantly preaching to guys. And I, I'm, I was getting emotional hearing your story, yeah. man, because... Because I constantly preach this to guys, and, 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 I, and I love this episode, and I hope guys can really sit down and really grasp what's, what's happening here. Because, especially with the dating stuff, mm-hmm. I tell guys all the time, so many men's identities based upon what a girl said about him. Mm. So many men, a girl said, you're ugly. You're not good enough. I don't want you. Ew, this guy. Oh, broken up. And now you don't feel good. But then when a girl likes you, when a girl texts you back, when a girl calls you, when a girl does this, now all of a sudden you feel good. But your identity and your value is not based upon yourself. It's based upon another person. Mm -hmm. And so when the other person praises you, you feel great. Whenever they demonize you, you feel bad. And in my life, girls never praise me. Girls never told me I was good enough. Oh, we could we yeah. could have a whole we could have a whole a whole, whole, whole other episode for me yeah, as well. Yeah, when we talk about just the relationship stuff, and a whole I, other episode I, I, for that. And, and, and we'll see where where the, where, the, where that goes. <laughs> right, because it's correlated. It's correlated to to your life, and it's correlated to my life. And so the reason why I brought that up is that, but though they said that, I never believed that. Mm-hmm. Though they said it and though they would make fun of me and call me weird and all these things happen, I never believed that. You never internalized that. And that's why I'm, I'm such a huge believer when it comes to guys. I'm like, like this is the foundation. Right. And, the, and the beauty for you and for me is know what really gave it to us? Our dads. Mm-hmm. We had a humanly father who loved us, who supported us, who believed in us. 
So though the outside world said we couldn't do it, our father said we could. And that and that love and that support and that belief in us encouraged us and equipped us to do what a lot of people couldn't do. And that's to persevere in the midst of all odds. But for a lot of people, they don't have a dad. Right. They don't have a father. They don't have anybody else in their ear besides the negativity saying that they are good enough and that they can achieve it. So for people right now who are in that situation, who don't have a father, who don't have anybody positive in their life, who feel like everyone tells me I can't, I suck, I will never be good enough. What is something that you will tell a guy like that? That's a lot of pressure on my yeah. shoulders, man. <laughs> no, I, and I would, I would, I would tell him this. You know, I don't know what everyone's spiritual beliefs are, you know, but I know like in all the stories in the Bible that you read, the devil is the tempter and the way that he tempts is the first thing he always attacks is your identity. Even with uh, the story of Jesus, when he talks to Jesus in the desert, first thing he says is, if you are the son of God, to get him to question his identity, you know? And so I would say to people that don't have uh, a physical dad or don't have positive people saying it in your ear, man, like, you, you are, you, it doesn't matter, in the words of Guy Sensei, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how hard you work if you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I, I truly believe that, you know, God will give you those breadcrumbs. And just like we talked about today, a lot of times in life, you're having to max out for as many reps as you can get. And it may feel like you can't get any more, but it's like, okay, you got to get one more to get the strength that you need to make it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know? And so... Uh, man, I would I would just say to all those people out there, uh, just just keep on keep on pushing because there's a, there's a breadcrumb out there to keep you going. Yeah. So guys, definitely um, hop on Patreon. I have an identity course on there for a lot of guys who are struggling with that because that's something really important. And, you know, obviously, you know, I love you. I think you're amazing um, or can do amazing things and. I believe in every last one of you guys who are rocking with me, who can, who don't feel good enough. I believe in you. So, and if no man has ever told you that they believe in you, I do, and I love you guys. Created my um, identity course on Patreon, and so that's the first thing I, I got from your story. A man needs to have his identity. Oh yeah. And then also, a man needs to have a crazy dream. Mm-hmm. You being 15, 16 years old, being told you suck every day, but still believing you can play that sport that you supposedly suck at at the highest level is a crazy dream. (laughs) But you had it. And I feel like that's something that every guy must absolutely have. Mm -hmm. It's a ridiculously crazy dream. What what made you hold on to that dream? Uh I would I would say two things. Mm-hmm. One, I would uh I'm gonna do a little a little promotion here, yeah. you know, but 
If you haven't done it yet, check out Second Guy Theory. It's spelled Second Guy, just replace the S with the two, Theory, on YouTube. And um, there's a video that says, hard work isn't enough, but this is. And that will explain kind of a little bit of uh, my story and, and things that kept me going. Um, but I would say, uh, the, the, like I said, just the breadcrumbs here, the breadcrumbs there. And then one of the major things that a lot of people don't talk about is I, one of my biggest focuses was minimizing distractions. And that's what the second guy theory is about. Everyone talks about the grind, the hard work, extra hours, things like that. But most people never tell anybody to get rid of the distractions. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, um, you've got a goal on the other side of a lake. You're rowing a boat. Mm -hmm. And they say, everybody, row faster. That's how you get to the goal. You grind. You row hard. But no one's telling them, you also have some weights in your boat that you can toss out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So the second guy theory is all about... Uh, it goes in more depth. We have some interviews and things like that on there, but it talks about taking those weights and throwing them out of the boat because sometimes you can row as hard as you want to, but if you've got like 200 pounds back there, mm -hmm. you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. And so I would say that was a that was another key thing that kind of separated me from other people because, as you know, there were plenty of people that were probably more talented than, than me and than you, but that, uh, you know, we didn't give in to some of the distractions that ended up pulling them back and making them not get as far as I got or even you got. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and it can be applied to any aspect in life. Yeah. So I would say that that was another key thing that, that kind of helped me. It gave me a little boost or supplement uh, during those times was I wasn't bogged down with as many distractions as everyone else was. Mm -hmm. no, that's good. That's good. So definitely having that dream. And did you, did you write this down anywhere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Where'd you write it down at? Your diary? <laughs> journal. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't really a huge, like, keep journals and stuff, yeah. but it would be like a piece of paper here, write it yeah. down, put it away. Yeah. Piece of paper there, write it down. Uh, you know, tuck it in like the Bible or yeah, something, yeah, 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 or yeah. a certain verse. Yeah. So, that, yeah, I would write it down to kind yeah. of remind myself. Okay. So, yeah, so that was the, sec that was the second thing. And the last thing that I got from your story is there's a thin line between perseverance and delusion. <laughs> right. There's a thin line between perseverance and delusion. And I've been, I've been obsessed with this idea for a long time because you have people like <clears throat> William Hung, Remember the American Idol guy? She bangs, she bangs, oh, oh, baby, oh, yeah, 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 you know? Like, you have people like him, who's funny because he actually, like, put together, like, an album. Like, <laughs> this might not be a good example. Yeah. But you have people like, like him who go on American <laughs> Idol, whose dream is to be an American Idol, but they just can't sing. Mm -hmm. And they're just really just not good at what they do. And there's people who like J.K. Rowling who wants to be an author and goes to a bunch of publishing companies and rejects her books, saying that they're not good. This story is not a good story. One person, a.k.a. J.K. Rowling, doesn't give up, sends that book in, comes Harry Potter, one of the highest grossing book series of all time. Another person realizes oh, I'm just not good at this, and does something else, 
that line between perseverance and delusion, how do you dance it? Well, I, I think you, you've got to look at like, have you had any breadcrumbs? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Have, you had, have you had anything that, that shows you, like, let's say you've been doing it for like 10, 20 years or something. And you've, you know, you, I don't want to, I don't want to say anyone can't do anything. I'm never going to be someone that says you can't do anything. But if you look at it and you're like, man, I haven't made any progress at all, ever. Well, maybe you, you don't have the ability to do it right now. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm of the belief that, like, if there's a football field, everybody can get to the end, but most people start at the 50. And there's some people that start at the one. Mm-hmm. And so from people that start at the 50, when they look at someone that starts at the one on the other side, they say, oh, it's impossible. There's no way someone can get there until someone does it. Mm-hmm. Now it's possible. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I would never say that it, like, it depends on who's defining what's delusional. If it's delusional to that person, maybe, you know, then it is. No. But I mean... In the moment, let's just say we couldn't see the future, right? At, you know, 14 years old, many people would say it would be delusional that I would even get in, be standing in an NFL locker room. Yeah. But how do we know who was right and who was wrong at that time? Because at that time, I wasn't like over the mountain champion or, you know, like, so, so it's, I think that it's, I think time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell who's delusional and who is just, Working hard and persevering. So what I'm saying is that let's say there's a guy right now who's 45 and he wants to be a rapper and been going at it for 25 years, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, always the most extreme yeah, scenario. I mean, I'm giving, I'm okay, giving, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, giving, you yeah. know you like scenarios. Yeah, yeah, I like scenarios. He's 45, yeah. he wants to be a rapper, you know, his wife is telling him, get, you know, we need a real job to pay, you know, little Johnny's, you know, daycare and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he still believes himself to be a rapper. Where, Where is that line between perseverance and delusion? I don't know. I don't know exactly where to define it. I yeah. mean, if I were on the outside looking in, obviously I would tell him, Hey, go, you know, go get a job or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, sometimes perspective is reality a little bit, mm. you know? Because people may have looked at you, and uh, we can get into this later, more about your story mm-hmm. on my page, if people want to hear that. <laughs> but, um, you know, people may have looked at you like, you know, back when you were doing that Urban Gospel Mission website, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's going to be a hundred and... 10,000 people that tune in to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. You know, there were people at one time when you were just different organizations and stuff, they were like, oh, well, you know, you, you're fit to, to, to clean the toilets or something. Yeah, yeah, you know I what I mean? That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, no one cared what you had to say. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> but no, it, people would have thought, oh, it's delusional that over 100,000 people yeah. tune in to want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I mean, scroll down. Look at the the, the subscriber. Yeah, 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 what yeah. is it? Oh, it's a, you just got a, an award for a hundred and over a hundred thousand. Uh, over a hundred, yeah, hundred thousand yeah. subscribers. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'm the person to define it, mm-hmm. but all I would say is like you got to look down within yourself and yeah. know if you're being honest with yourself or if you're not. Yeah. And I don't think that it. I would say the way you define it isn't by what are other people saying, but you got to look. Without what other people are saying and look logically like I did when I was at Troy and I said, okay, logically, I'm going against some of these guys that are 
probably playing in the NFL and that are playing in the NFL now were pro bowlers this past year, a couple of them, and saying, okay, well, I'm making plays against these guys. Okay, maybe there's the, maybe there's something here. You know, maybe there's a chance. In the words of Gary V, you got to see something. Yeah. And so we've been talking about the breadcrumb theory for a long time, so I want to I wanna elaborate on it a little bit. So it's this idea that, let's call it, Let's let's use it. Let's let's okay. Let's do breadcrumbs. So it's this idea that you want to go from point A to point Z, and it's a long and difficult, treacherous journey. Right. And because it's a long journey, most people give up. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Most people stop. Most people quit because it's just too difficult. So what happens on your way to the journey? You get a breadcrumb. I call it breadcrumb multiplier, positive reinforcement. You know, blessing, miracle, whatever. Sensu being. Sensu being. And these things give you the strength to go from A to D, from D to G, from G to M, from M to P, you know, from P, you know, so it gives you the strength to keep going. Right. And for you, you know what I mean? It was going to the top of the bleacher and being like, on this day, I go forward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's all those little moments that lead you. And you have to realize that and hold on to those. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to lead you to your next, dinner, next destination. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm, you know me, I'm, I, I dance that line between perseverance and delusion. Because I do believe people are delusional. Mm-hmm. In my work, I just meet a lot of delusional people. Okay. I meet a lot of people who are five foot three. They think they can start for the Lakers at center. <laughs> like, like I'm sorry, you're just not skilled to achieve this task. But I don't want to be the guy, you know, to be like. So if you want some positive <laughs> stuff, come over to our page and look at all the stories. You know, so, so I'm no, like, I get what you're saying. So there, so yeah. so I see it. You know, I see the girl. No offense. <laughs> Who's <laughs> what, man? No, I'm just laughing. Okay. Go ahead. I see the girl who's five foot four, 230 pounds, who's like, okay, I want a guy who's 6'2 and makes 150000 a year. And I'm like, yeah, you're delusional. So I meet delusional people, but then who am I, like you said, to right. tell somebody else what they can or cannot achieve in life? So I would say, the way I look at it, I won't tell someone that they'll never be able to, but I'll tell them where you're at right now is not going to happen. So what would you tell that? What would you you say to the five foot three guy who wants to be the center for the Los Angeles Lakers? Basically, it's almost like, you know how you can create a player on NBA Live or... The 2K. Yeah. (laughs) NBA Live. Okay. So, So... I would say in order to do that, your dribbling, your jumping, all this has to be at 99 for them. So if you can somehow find a way to get it there, maybe you have a chance. But if you're not, if it's not there, then you don't have a chance. You know, so, so if, I mean, I don't know if it was, it was literally written down by the Romans and the Greeks and all these people that it was humanly impossible 
to run the mile under four minutes. Yeah. They used to have, they used to do experience. They'd have lions chasing <laughs> the people. They, they, they didn't have a motivator to run faster. And, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said, it is humanly impossible. For thousands of years, they said, it is impossible. And then someone broke the record, like, I don't know how long ago. But yeah. A few weeks after, other people broke it. A few yeah. weeks. Yeah. So... It's like, yes, it may seem humanly impossible from my perspective, but I also know that, like, the potential that we have, like, I don't know. I don't know how far it can go. So there's plenty of things that I thought were impossible that I see now. Like, remember when we used to watch, like, Kim Possible or something, and she'd talk on the little thing, like, man, I wish they could have something. That's like science fiction where you can talk to someone and look at them on the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now it's just normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think sometimes we forget the times that we used to think, oh, that's impossible. And so, so then I would, I would tell people, like I'm real, I'd be real with them and I'd say, okay, like when I was, I was helping coach some high school football one time and a lot of the kids, I mean, it was a school that was not winning any games or anything. I talked to some of these kids underdeveloped physically and like, what school, you know, what are your goals? Like, I want to go to LSU. I want to go. It's like their senior year. You know, like, I'm like okay. I'm like, okay, if you, if you want to go to LSU or Alabama or one of these places, you've got to put in work that I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's impossible. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, you're not able to do it, but I've never seen it done. So either you the eight gates, you know, yeah, you've got to show me something that I've just never seen before with my own two eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I, I, it's possible. But if you can't show me something I've never seen with my own two eyes, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. So that's how I, I label it because I never want to be on the receiving end of that guy's, <laughs> of that guy's story yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's like, yeah, you know, I told Hafiz that I, you know, the ESPN's like, so how did you do it? What were you thinking? I was thinking about Hafiz. Was he your coach? No, he was like my, my life mentor that so I'd never played in the NBA. And here I am. I'm here. Where are you? You know? <laughs> so, so, so yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I, so I, I, I think you had to be real with them. Yeah. But you had to leave, you had to leave the possibility for, the impossible. Yeah. But you have to be real with them. Yeah. Like I said. Have you seen have you seen Shaputin yet? Parts of it, yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, you're gonna cry at, at a certain part. Because I feel like I, I I found a name for guys like you. What? Rock Lees. Rock Lees. Yeah, yeah, Rock Lees. Lees. You guys Rock are you guys Lees. are the Rock Lees. There's, there's gonna be a scene where you're gonna cry, and I wait, wait, which which one, which what's the episode about? Because I may have already seen it. Is it is is when um guy sensei fights um does he fight pain? Uh, I think it's like my. Uh, did he fight Madara? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you see that already? Where he it's like his dad and everything. Like he go like his his like backstory. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, you just skip it because that's at the end. <laughs> I just saw it. Oh, I you're a piece of crap. I just, you know, I just you cheater, to, man. You, they have you're so cheater, many. Fi- no, I skipped the fillers. No, the you fillers. no, dude. You no, you skipped a lot. No, no. I'm saying I can't stand the fillers. I skipped but the fillers. So I'm like, I, I skipped the fillers. I go Everyone skips the fillers, but you got to the Madara is the last boss, bro. He's the last. I had to watch it. I had to watch it, man. Oh, man, man. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I saw it. So you saw the part when he unlocked those last gates? I've seen parts of it. Okay, never mind. I want to ruin I've it I've seen for parts you. of it. Don't, don't tell it, me. It, I've, you'll seen, cry. I've, seen, I've just seen his backstory, his origin story. I love that idea because I think that is part of the roommate's brand. The leveling up idea mm-hmm. is that 
Patrick Bet David, shout out to Patrick Bet David. Hopefully, we'll get him back on the podcast soon. He says, if you want to beat your opponent, you have to outwork, out strategize, outlast, and out innovate them. And and so, like you said, you have to unlock gates that has not been unlocked before. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to you have to level up in levels I have not seen people level up. Right. Super Saiyan Rainbow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not going blue and red. We're going everything. Like th- there needs to be levels of transformation. But you are in ch- charge of that. Right. You are in control. Okay, you're slow. You're not very strong. You're not very pretty. You're not very smart. I never forget. I have a member of, member of my family who said, I have to study six hours a day to make C's. You know what? So so the last interview that we had on the second guy mm-hmm. uh, channel, we had Jarrett Bush, who's, a, you know, he played <laughs> Super Bowl, NFL yeah. and everything. And he was talking about in college, he said, I had to study for hours just to get a B minus. Yeah. Some people didn't have to study at all to get an A. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so with that being said, I think what happens is that you have a great medium to the messages of delusion and perseverance. Some people are heavy-handed delusional. You can't do this. You're not tall enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You can't do this. Some people are overly delusional. Uh, overly, uh, what? Well, overly del- delusional. So the first person is perseverance. He just per- perseveres through all that. Okay, so no, the first guy. What I was trying to say was the first person is the one who leans too heavily on people being delusional, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he's trying to smack them out of delusion, the rouse of the world. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other guy who is mainly probably like the moms who are overly perseverance. Baby, you can do it. Whatever you put your mind to. Like you, you, like you bring home an F. And it's like, oh, you'll, don't worry about it. You'll be an astronaut. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So you have those. And, and yours is, okay, know your limits. Know your strengths. Know what you can able to do right know now. Know where you're at. Know where you're at. And then know what it takes yes. to get to where you need to be. Right. And that's the message here. Wherever you're at. Because you know what's interesting about this? Now we're dancing. Mm-hmm. Took us a minute. Now, now, we're in, now we're in rhythm. Same thing with fitness. Mm-hmm. I tell guys all the time, if you want to look like Zach, if you want to look like me, you don't, you don't know the kind of work we put in. Maybe I should sit up. <laughs> you don't... <laughs> you got to get that on there. You got to get that on there. You don't know... When I was a kid... They would make fun of me all the time. I would I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We were maxing out in 10th grade. They put 95. Everyone, that was a, that was a, where they're warming up at. Mm-hmm. I went on a you know, <laughs> hit my chest. They were laughing at me. Right. At at night, like Rock Lee, one, two, three. I was doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. I would literally take my book bag, shove it full of books, put it on a chair like this. And bench. <laughs> so that's why every week you're always doing bench press. You know, and then I, and then, I would, then I would put the bag on my back. Squats. Then I would put my feet near the, you know, like the beds we have in the little crevice underneath yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I put my feet there and do sit-ups. Oh, sit-ups, yeah. And I would be doing that every night. And I put in so much work. 
So much work. Want some more water? No, I'm good. Put in so much work. So if you're a guy and you're out of shape and your body looks like a beluga whale and you're not happy, you're going to have to outwork me to get oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. half the results I get. Right. And people don't, this is the message in life people don't like. People don't like that message. And I, I need to stop screaming. <laughs> but people in life don't like the message where, yes, Zach can put in 20 hours to look great. You have to put 90 hours to look decent. Unlock the next gate and put 180 <laughs> to look above average. Right. Unlock the next gate, put in 270 to look great. So you want to know something that, it, it, like I said, it, it kind of goes with the whole second guy theory, too. Um, are we good? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that Z told me when he when keep he, talking when he first walked on at at uh, at Troy, he asked. He only had one year of eligibility left, and he asked Coach Shaughnessy. He said, well, "I think it was one year of eligibility. I don't know, one or two years. I'm not sure." He barely had any eligibility left, and he asked Coach Shaughnessy. How can I get on scholarship, get an opportunity to play? And, you know, like, what do I have to do? And Coach Shaughnessy gave him the whole, like, you're going to have to do some unrealistic things. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to you're gonna have to be in the weight room at this time. You're going to have to do extra stuff. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he made it to where a lot of people never make it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people never see. The inside of NFL locker room, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, I, speaking of the workouts and everything, you know, like, Everybody has an excuse of why they can't. I mean, we will put the link in the description, but we have every Wednesday, we have free workouts, full body workouts, exercises on our Instagram page that you can add to your routine. Mm-hmm. Like the resources are out there. Yeah. And one thing that I've realized and that it's kind of like a topic in the second guy theory is some people don't have to do the same things you have to do. Yes. To get the results. Some people start at the other 10 yeah. and they have to go 10 yards and you have to go 100 yards. You have to go 10 times more. And yeah. sometimes, like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of questions for God after I die. And I hope they're revealed yeah. to me one day. But, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's like sometimes in life it's like, okay, this person wants this. Okay, uh, $10 for you. Okay, mm-hmm. here you go. And then you ask for it. And you hand, you're having $10 bill. Here, I want one too. Yeah. Like, oh, it's 100 for you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what? Why? That's yeah, not fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then sometimes going through the journeys, you realize, oh, wait a minute. That gave me some sort of intangible that I didn't have yeah, that I yeah, yeah. that I'm gonna need later on down the road that you can't buy. Yeah. No, that's great. And I love that point. And that and that's and that's the message for guys going into the new year. Yep. Because a lot of guys have recently watched my show. A lot of guys have been putting in the work. A lot of guys have been leveling up. And what's gonna happen is because right now it's sexy. Leveling up is sexy. Right. You know? It's, it's cool. the trend. It's the it's, trend. It's, cool. it's trendy. Yeah. It's cool. But what happens when you go three months of hard work and then you go from a 47 overall to a 48? Right. That's when people are like, oh, it's not worth it. I put all this work. Right. Yeah. It's where the rubber meets the road, basically. <clears throat> How hard, how long are you willing to put in the work to achieve 
the life that you want. One of my favorite quotes from my hero, Gary Vee, is everybody wants a 1% life. Nobody wants to put 1% work. And like you said, too many people are comparing to each other. Mm-hmm. Too many people are like, well, that's not fair. Why did he get this girlfriend? That's not fair. Why did he get this job? Well, that's not fair. Why did he get this? Co-? They always like, well, he doesn't deserve it. And so do I. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the life is the parable of the talents. Everyone gets what you get and you got to make do with what you get. Right. So, and, and Jordan Peterson had this quote and I, I can't wait to talk to him. And we could, I'm always butchering this, but he calls it. This is how, what I call it now. I have a dope picture I want to show you. It's called the mountain top of success. So there's a old Japanese story <laughs> about the mountaintop. <laughs> but it's an old story about a mountaintop. And on top of the mountain, there's this beautiful cherry blossom tree. Mm-hmm. This beautiful cherry blossom tree is known to be like none other. And they say, if you simply grab one petal from the cherry blossom tree, all your dreams will come true. So people all around the world want to climb this mountain, get to the top, Mm -hmm. and get one petal from this cherry blossom tree. But you know what's interesting, Zach? In the basin of this mountain... People look up, and it's a high mountain. <laughs> it's high, it's treacherous, and it's dangerous. And know what you see around the mountain, Zach? You see somebody with a rocket ship. I got my rocket ship. I'm about to go up to this mountain. You see somebody with a jetpack. You see somebody with one of these futuristic Tesla Range Rover type cars. You see somebody with the little um, hiking gear. Mm-hmm. You see somebody with mountain boots. Then you see somebody on crutches. Mm-hmm. Then you see somebody on a wheelchair. Then you see somebody with one leg. Then you see somebody with no legs. Mm-hmm. You see all different people with all different abilities. But guess what, Zach? Guess what they all got to do? If they want the if they want the the tree the leaf from the tree they have to get up the mountain. All have to get up the mountain. Every last one of them, from the guy with no legs to the guy with the rocket ship. And the guy with no legs can't be like, well, that's not fair. You have a rocket ship. I only have legs. So what? Get to get to dragon. And you have to do superhuman, doom, doom, doom. You have to do some superhuman stuff right. to get there. And guess what happens, Zach? Some of them do. Right. And you want to know something interesting that I'll add to the story? Let's go ahead. Here's the other thing. We're going from the perspective of we already know that that tree's on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Let's just say no one's ever seen the tree. Yeah. And it's a myth. Mm. So you, uh, the, the one thing that stops a lot of people is they don't really even know if... If what if I do all this work and I get there and it's not even there? Yeah, that's the other thing that that, that people are worried about. Mm-hmm. And one thing Otis uh, Otis yeah. Leverett said is Otis uh, level up. Otis <laughs> level up. Yeah. No, Otis Otis Leverett, yeah. aka Guy Sensei. Yeah, yeah. He said 
You know, everybody today, it's flashy to say, man, I, I grind. I'm a grinder. I get after it. He said, but the real people that grind, he said, he said, there's, there's a lot of hard workers. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of people that grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone that works hard, they say, okay, here's the goal. I see the goal. I'm going towards the goal and I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. People that grind are the people that they don't even know if the goal is even exists. Yeah. And they, it doesn't matter if it exists or yeah. not. They're going to try to go after it and they're going to try to get it. Yeah. And they're going to say, you know what? I'm going to put everything that I can into this. Yeah. And even if it's not there, I'm willing to live with that mm-hmm. to say, at least I know I did everything I could for the small chance that it may be there. Yeah. And a lot of times people aren't, that's what people aren't willing to do. Yeah. And that's what the second guy thing talks about is a lot of times people, like I said, it's flashy to say, the grind, you know, you got to grind, you got to overtime, all this stuff. But the thing that really gets people is they don't know. I wasn't when I, I was so I lived in Green Bay for a few years. Uh, I have a roommate that I played some arena ball up there after I was in minicamp with the uh, Lions, and me and, and one of these DBs, uh, Tyrell TP. Um, shout out to TP. I don't know if he watched yeah, or not, yeah, but yeah. if he does, yeah, 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 great. So we are we're literally in this park. Working out. We didn't have a gym membership. We're doing pull-ups, push-ups, and everything. We're training because we want to get an opportunity with the Packers. Yeah. And he literally, this is like August, I believe. He stopped. He's like, man, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to get an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, I, I just said, I said, man, if you knew my story, like, you would know. Yeah. I, I don't see it like that. Yeah, There's yeah. a chance. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's keep training. Yeah. And then that year, that fall, I, I, I actually keep I kept messaging some of the people at the Packers. Yeah. And, um, every week they kept saying no, 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 no. Yeah. Come into December, opportunity came. They brought me in for two workouts. Yeah. You know. And so, uh, all I'm saying is like one of the things that stops people the most is. They don't believe that the chant that the that they, they just think, oh well, what if I do all this work and it doesn't pay off? Because yeah. I, I don't believe that everyone is afraid of hard work. I think that if everyone believes, if everyone really truly believes that if I do this, this will pay off mm-hmm. and this will happen, they're willing to do it. Yeah. And I think that's what stops a lot of people from a lot of things. If you knew if I do X, Y, Z for three years or five years or ten years, and that eleventh year. It's going to happen. People will be willing to do it. Mm. But the thing is, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And just like, just like we talked about earlier, I recently got engaged, mm-hmm. right? My fiance, it's, it's weird to say, my fiance, Joelle, she, she didn't know when I was going to propose, mm-hmm. but she knew she wanted to marry me. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew when I was going to propose, but she didn't know. Mm-hmm. So every day she's like, man, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And it could have been a week before but in her mind, it's the same as it could be a year from now. Yeah. She doesn't know. Yeah. It's the same thing with your goals. Like, if you don't know exactly, you, you don't see the finish line, it could be a week from now. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the thing that stops a lot of people. Just like that, that, that poster or that, that background that you have yeah. where it has the guy chipping away. Yeah. And then he's like one hit away and he's like, man, I've been doing this for five years. I, yeah. I'm not getting anywhere. And on yeah. the other side, there's the diamonds that he was yeah. looking for. I've always said it, and I hope guys understand this, because like you said, a lot of men are destination-focused, and that's the problem. It's good to have an end goal. 
Mm-hmm. I said the goal of every man, this is your this is your purpose. And 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 it's funny because for people who really know my content, they know how like I'm a believer, team Jesus, all the good stuff. And so much of my content is like, I know that for a lot of guys, the overly religious stuff is gonna like throw them off. Mm-hmm. So I like just change language during like, you know, kindergarten. To translate. Yeah, you basically yeah. translate. In kindergarten. Yeah. So when we get into first grade, now you're able to understand these premises to right, where we right, can. Right. So in Christianity, there's this concept called sanctification. Right. And sanctification is this concept where imagine there's a pig who's been in the mud all its life. Mm-hmm. And it's dirty and stinky and nasty. And Coach Ralph loves to eat it. <laughs> and you're this nasty, dirty pig. Sanctification is the process of getting this pig that's nasty and dirty and cleaning it up. And it's been in the dirt for a long time. So it's going to take a long time to get this pig clean. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens every time you, you get it? Clean Zach. Sometimes it runs back in the it mud. It runs back in the mud. And it plays in that mud. And now you gotta go and clean it again. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of its life, all you're doing is pressure washing that pig. <laughs> yeah. That's what sanctification is. God is literally taking our human souls and molding it into a better, cleaner healthier, more divine version of itself. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we always run back to the filth, the porn, the lying, the manipulation, the, the deception, you know what I mean? The laziness, the gluttony, the drunkenness, the substance abusing, the abusing other people, the disrespect. We always run back and you just, okay, let's go at it again. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Sanctification biblically never stops. It doesn't stop. Because what happens is sanctification and it's glorification when you die, you know? And then when you die, you're still being made more and more like Christ every day. So it's a never-ending, lifelong process. That is manhood 101. Leveling up 101. Buddy, it doesn't stop. It has no end point. It has no, okay, if I do this, if I, this is what a lot of guys are going to do. Okay, I'm going to go on Zach's page. I'm going to go on YouTube, second guy. I'm going to hit the subscribe button. I'm going to watch his videos. Go on Instagram, follow him, do that too. And I'm going to do his work. And then maybe in a couple years, I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to get a wife like Zach. I'm going to, you know, maybe get you, some. You won't find a wife like that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to maybe, get, you know, get in good shape. And then, ah, now it's time to live the good life, you know? Then, because they're just trying to do it to get somewhere. Right. And what's going to happen is three months later, you're going to give up. Because you don't understand this is a way of life. It's uh, every, The goal of every man is to be on a perpetual state of leveling up physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially until he takes his last breath. You're always improving. 75-year-old Hafiz and Zach can be like Rocky and, and Apollo in the, yeah. at the beach racing, still trying to stay in shape. 
still trying to be in the word, learning more about Christ, still trying to grow emotionally, still trying to build businesses. Like it never stopped. Like you said, loving the process, loving this growth, loving mm-hmm. this improvement. That is really where it's at. Because like I said, if you, if you're a guy right now and you're a three, you're like, bro, I'm a three. I look like Quasimodo in the face. <laughs> I look like Quasimodo in the face. I have no money. You know, I'm the mom, the people. <laughs> we want it now. Stay with your mom. Playing World of Warcraft. No skills, no nothing. You're at the very bottom. You're a three. You know what? In two years, if you're, if you're doing the work, you can go from a three to a four. Two more years, a four to 4.5. <laughs> five more years, 4.5 to a five. Ten more years, a five to a six. You keep on, it's going to take work. Right. It's going to take time. I don't know how long it's going to take. But guess what? One day you're going to look in the mirror and you are long past that three that you were once before. Mm-hmm. But like Zach said, you have to you have to watch Naruto, learn about Rock Lee and Guy Sensei. You got to unlock some inner gates. You got to do some stuff that no one has done before. Because the human spirit... It's limitless if you're willing to tap in and to work, man. Right. And to work. And, you know, and and here's the other thing, too. Because a lot of people, uh, there are a lot of people that talk about that sometimes. Like, oh, man, just do the work, do the work, do the work. Think about, yes, do the work, but maximize the work. Mm -hmm. And that's what the second guy theory is all about. But here at the roommates. (laughs) (laughs) so... So, 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 so here, here's, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that a lot of people make the mistake of. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're a three, you need every ounce. You need every ounce of work to count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, it's like if you're taking, if you're taking five steps forward every day, mm-hmm. and then let's just say, uh, you know, nah, I, I can I can have a cheat day. I take two steps back, mm-hmm. and then you take five more steps forward of work. Mm-hmm. Then you take uh, two, two, three steps back. Mm-hmm. Every day, you've, you've, let's just say over a whole week span period, you've taken, what did I say? You take two steps back or three? Let's no, say three, you took three steps back every day. Mm-hmm. So you got two, two steps of work in every day. That's great. Yeah. For seven weeks or for, for seven days. Yeah. That's 14 steps of work in, in, a, in a week's time. Mm-hmm. Now imagine there's a guy that's only doing three steps of work, but he's not taking any steps back. Yeah. If that were you, and you didn't take any steps back, guess how many you'd have at the end of the week? 21. 21? No, you, you took five steps forward, but you took three steps back. Oh, they said so you're you taking three steps forward each week. Listen, no, you yeah, got okay, anyway, 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 <laughs> anyway, long story short, someone could do less work, yeah. but they're not taking any steps back, yeah. and they'll still... Yeah, yeah. So imagine the guy that's taking four steps forward. He's doing 28 yeah, yeah, steps yeah. forward at the end of the week. You took five steps forward and you only took like you took three steps back. Yeah, yeah, you're only getting 14. Yeah, I see what you're doing. So he's getting 
double the results and you're doing double the work. So yeah. if you're if you're a three or you've got a goal that is like unachievable and you're way down there, you need every ounce of the grind to count. So in three years, yeah, you may you may the max you can get may be a full point to yeah. move you up to a five or a four. Yeah. But if you're taking steps back, you I mean you, you may be three years, oh, you only went to a three point five. Yeah. You need every step to count. Yeah. And so that's the thing. A lot of people are leaving a lot of points on the table mm-hmm. by not doing some of these things that yeah. a lot of these so called seemingly average people do that we yeah. talk to on yeah. the show and and it uh it it's how these people achieve on average results. Yeah. And so that I mean that that's a key thing that I think is just overlooked more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Today. No, man. That's good. I I, I think that's the, the limiting distraction thing. That's a that's a big one because a lot of guys don't understand, like you said, they're they're really wasting time and they're wasting a lot of energy and all that good stuff. And so yeah, fellas, man, I mean we've been going for a minute, we're going almost two hours. Really? Yeah. Has it really been two hours? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. It's been recording for two hours. Yeah, we saw like 740. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Well, we have so much. I mean, you'll come back, so we'll try to talk about the rest of the stuff. Yeah, we'll do the girl. I mean, we got we to gotta do like, we got to share our, I mean, you've shared yeah. a little bit, but relationship-wise. Yeah, and the journey. We got to we'll probably do that uh, next month. And then also, we are planning on having a giveaway. Okay. Um, the uh, second guy theory uh page on instagram we'll share some information about that and depending on the number we're still choosing but we're looking like once we hit ten thousand subscribers on youtube plan on giving away a playstation 5 okay so once we hit the first thousand we're planning on giving away a pair of beats headphones so Mm -hmm. uh, go to the instagram page and we'll we'll share some information about that we'll put the links in the description below but um yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And like I said, we need to. It doesn't even feel like we were recording. Like we, we, we yeah, just yeah, feels yeah, like we were, we're just, just talking. Going. So we're we need going. to we need to do this more often, man. I'm yeah. surprised I haven't come over to do it before. But you know, once I see something get you know, <laughs> yeah. rolling, then, then I gotta grab a hold yeah. of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I think to me, we're all rock leads. You know, we're all rock leads because. All the guys who watch this, we're all good guys. We're nice guy types, you know. We 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 we're, you know a lot of us were, were raised with religious values, and what we what we found in the in the in the world is the world isn't as kind as we were raised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 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 you like your story was really the you suck one was really power, really hit me because it's like us nice guys, you know. The nice guy type, because I want to call us nice guys, the nice guy, who have nice guy tendencies, NGTs. Yeah. <laughs> us NGTs have nice guy tendencies. The world spits in our face, man, when we're younger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we take it. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they think, okay, it's okay for the world to spit in my face. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm at the bottom, and I'm. that's why I said at the very beginning... Some people, the high school was the best of times and the worst of times. Because the high school, you were, it was the worst of times because you were at the bottom and treated like you were at the bottom. But it was the best of time because it was probably the peak of the bottom. <laughs> and after that, you went on a slipper slide, slip and slide even further into the bottom. 
into nihilism, into misery, into bitterness, into resentment, into red pill rage, and all that <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's a weird spiral. You know, <laughs> and yeah. I'm saying a lot of guys who watch my. I'm telling you, a lot of guys who watch my stuff. That's where they. That's where they come from. Wow. They come from the spiral. They come from that slip and slide where. They were at, they were told something, they were felt something, they didn't feel good enough, and it just got worse and it got worse. And then all of a sudden, they find in the darkness a little bit of light flickers into their face. <laughs> ah, no, yeah. the light. <laughs> and, they, and they see a new way because they know their mom's. BS of oh everything will be great life will be perfect just be you nice. got an F, you got an F on the yeah, test but you're, yeah. you're bound to be an yeah, astronaut everyone will love you and be sweet to right. you if you just sweet back you know you know give and give will come back to you <laughs> when you give and give to the Lord you know like right, all yeah. these things like you 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 and you and you and you don't see it and then all of a sudden you hear the message of hope but responsibility right the message that yo you're at the bottom, you're at the pit, you don't feel good enough, you, she doesn't want you, she left you, she cheated on you, she, she, she disappointed you, she broke your heart, the coach said you weren't good enough, your teacher said you weren't smart enough, your dad said you weren't worthy enough, you are at the bottom right now. Here is a path out. And it is a dirty, difficult, dangerous such a overwhelmingly unachievable way out, but it is a way out. There is the tree up there is real. The tree, the tree is real. Up there is real. So what we're gonna do <laughs> is that I'm gonna bring people on, and I'm gonna give you the stories. Because what I realized as you were telling your your, your story, I realized. The stories in your head was different than the stories that were being told to you by the naysayers. Because mm. though the naysayers were telling Zach, you suck. Your dad was telling you, I was a walk-on and I made it. Zeke was telling you, I wasn't on scholarship, but I got, I got to see the NFL locker room. Otis was telling you, oh yeah, I've seen guys work hard. If you work hard, you can, you know, you can achieve this task. You had a story in your head. That said, maybe I can do this. Mm -hmm. So we, you, you, we are bringing you all these people on the show to let you hear that story and to and to rid out the ones that are the negativity is saying. And we're giving you all these tools and resources. Second guy theory, ten steps to healthy manhood, Patreon, identity, fitness, finance. We're giving you all these tools, all these breadcrumbs along. The way. Mm. And these guys who are in the bottom, because I know what it's like to be in the goddamn bottom, man. And these guys that are in the bottom, they see the beacon of the little bit of life. They see that one breadcrumb and they start their way up the mountain. And so to every last man and woman who's been rocking, who's watched this video, who's been rocking, rocking with us throughout this year. This episode, to me, is the, 
It's it's the eleven year um, accumulation of all that Zach and I have been through. And we'll uh, and and if you guys want to see the interview with me and Zach, when Zach learns more about, we share more about my life. Go to obviously second guy page. But Zach remembers the goddamn days at Troy when we were 19, 18, 19 year old kids. You know, mm-hmm. when no one gave a flin up, no no one gave care what our fees had to say. No one cared. You know, nobody believed. Nobody was interested. I was having to beg people to hear what I had to say. No one thought Zach could play professional football. Nobody thought he could do anything like that in life. These were ridiculously erroneous, astronomical dreams that nobody thought could be achieved. And we worked and we worked and we got the breadcrumbs and we leveled up. And we removed distractions and we grinded and we grinded and we grinded. And this is why we're here. So all the young men who are threes, who are twos, and some of you guys are one, you got a long way to go. <laughs> this is for you. This, the roommates is for you. Second guys for you. My manhood, of course, everything I do is for you because I know what it's like to be at the bottom and it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be at the bottom of the mountain, but it's not okay to stay Stay there. there. Yep. So my hopes to you guys is that you've already made the commitment by rocking with the roommates that you're going to be leveling up for the rest of your life. Physically, Emotionally, spiritually, that's an important one, guys. That's what, we're gonna start doing more in the new year about that because I'm giving you guys the elementary stuff. We about to go to we about to go to first grade coming in the new year, spiritually and financially, until you die. And we're here to be with you throughout the entire way. So, guys, I love every last one of you guys. I'm so beyond grateful for this opportunity. Um, Zach, I appreciate you sharing this story. No, thank you for having me on. Um, Second Guy Theory, Instagram, Second Guy Theory, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and follow Zach. Mm -hmm. We'll put the links below. Link in the description below. My name is Hafiz, and I'm joined by... Zach Richardson. We are the roommates, guys. Have a great day. And I look forward to seeing you guys 20, 30, 40 years later becoming an even better version of yourself. Adios. What are you going to clean this place? <laughs> Mom! You can come